Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Nate. Nate, how's it going? Oh, wonderful. Going pretty well this morning. So this morning, we have an interesting guest uh, introducing Caitlin Masseron Foley, owner and operator of Hoofprint Cheese Company, alongside her husband, Brendan. Caitlin raises Alpine and Nubians for not only show but for her dairy, where she sells raw milk and assorted cheeses. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So we're kind of early this morning. I'm surprised I'm not hearing milkers in the morning. Are you guys done milking for the year? No, not done for the year. Not yet. No. About the end of December, we'll give them a little break. Okay. So what time do you guys usually start your uh, milking in the morning? Uh, usually about 5, 5.30. Oh, so you're just wrapping up. Yep. Okay, I was going to say, are you wrapping up or are you getting ready to head out here in a little bit? No, no. And actually, this morning, we have um, Brendan's sister, Devin. She helps us out a little bit. So she she was willing to help us out uh, so we can be prepared for this podcast this morning. Oh, awesome. Yep. It's always good to have some help. Um, yes. <laughs> so I- I'm going to step in here. So, for those who know me, this is a no-brainer, but for people who don't know me, and you probably don't know me that much, well, um, I grew up with goats. Um, I remember back, I'm back, you know, 1980s, and I, I can think of dozens of people who've gotten into milking goats as a dairy. Um, or who thought about trying to get into um, opening a dairy, starting a dairy, and I will confess it, it, it it's a daunting task. How'd you get started? <laughs> it is a daunting task. <laughs> uh, yeah, how did I get started? Well, um, I've had goats pretty much my whole life, uh, and. Um, after college, um, my husband and I got jobs down in the city. So we lived in Brooklyn for uh, almost five years. Boo. Yep. <laughs> well, we decided that wasn't quite the lifestyle for us. Uh, we definitely wanted to be back on the farm. And um, one day, my husband just said, what do, you, what do you think about moving back to Millbrook and starting a goat dairy? And I said, let's do it. <laughs> I think we were just ready to be, be out of the city, and I missed my goats. And uh, so we, we just moved back and took it on. <laughs> so this was his idea. It was. It was. <laughs> which is, now, which, how is, much which is kind of surprising. <laughs> right. What, well, how much experience did he have with, with goats? Not not so much. <laughs> oh. um, he was, I think he was really drawn to the, the cheese making side of it. Um, he, he really enjoys that. And, um, you know, goats are a little bit different than cows. You know, they, they don't make as much milk, but they, we can charge a premium for it. And uh, he's, a, well. he's a numbers guy. So he, he worked on the numbers for a while. And we decided we could try to make a go of it. So what year was that that you guys started with your dairy? That was 2015. 
2015. So you guys are still, you know, five years in, which honestly, for a lot of dairies that I've seen, especially in New York State, that's a long time. It is. <laughs> it's a um, long time, but we do feel like we're just still getting started. Right. It, well, so, it is a long time. And here's the sad, sad part about, oh, I'd say all but two of the dairies I know of. That or people who got started, I'm not trying to jinx you here, okay? <laughs> is that most of them don't even, most of them don't even get off the ground. Right. Okay. And then the ones that do get off the ground, they do it for like a year. And then they're, it's, it's too much or it's not, or it's too much and not enough at the same time. Right. And, um, I will say, I think you, you're probably being there in Millbrook, New York, which is down on the, you know, for our out-of-state people or upstate people who don't know where Millbrook is, it's kind of down, you know, on the Hudson, kind of between the Hudson and our New York State uh, border. With um, Connecticut, yeah. Yeah, with Connecticut. So it's really a really good location. It is. Um, you guys, you guys have an awesome market for for what you're doing. You really do. It's so, a good so area. For me, for me, this is like talking to a, a sports star, okay? Because you managed to get going for for five years and be going for five <laughs> years. That's to be huge. Uh, congratulations. Thank um, you. Thank you. Well, yes, I will say a big part of it is getting it off the ground, um, figuring out the regulations and what you need and. And getting the the equipment, building the herd, um, that's a that's a huge part of it. And once you get over that obstacle, um, then it's then it's managing it and growing it. And uh, that's kind of the area where we're in now. Uh, we you know we started small on purpose to make sure this was something we could do. And um, you know, with goats, it can grow pretty quickly. I think we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, this one's a keeper. This one's a keeper. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so we just, you know, we're doing our best to not grow too fast to make sure that the, you know, we can keep keep managing this. But um, yeah, between the goats and the demand, it's it's growing. Well, speaking of you know your goats, last time, first of all, if anybody that's listening doesn't know, Caitlin's my my cousin. Yep. So yep. we've known each other for a little while. Yep. Um, <laughs> Now, last time I was at your barn, which was just a week or so ago, a week ago, uh, I've noticed a a little bit of a shift. I'm noticing quite a few more alpines than uh, Nubians. (laughs) Yeah, that's happening. (laughs) So so, so what's up with that? Because I know your mom is a big Nubian person, right? Right. She she loves them. And uh, I'm noticing a little bit of a shift there. Yeah, so uh, growing up, I always had the Nubians, and I, I always yep. thought those were definitely my favorite breed. Uh, when we were starting the dairy, we said, well, we should mix some Alpines in for the, for the quantity. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we got a couple Alpines. And then I realized how much I like the Alpines. <laughs> I think I like them better than the Nubians at this point. Well, uh, well, well, <laughs> I don't why? know if I should be saying that on here. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's on record now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I think that they have an awesome personality. They are um, 
more adventurous and outgoing. Uh, the Nubians, you know, they, they're a little more reserved. Uh, not vocally, yeah. obviously. We all know how, <laughs> how vocal they can be. Ooh, Danielle's going to go Uh-oh. after you for that. <laughs> She's going to hear this. <laughs> uh, but, but um, yeah, the Alpines, they'll go way out in the field. They'll explore. They don't mind going away from the barn where the Nubians are like, oh, this is my home. I stay a little closer. <laughs> you know, I like I, I like your your Nubians. Don't get me wrong, but your one doe Chibani, your Alpine. Oh, yeah. she's she's gorgeous and she's a tank. She's a big girl. <laughs> <laughs> but she, I remember you were uh, my first experience with linear appraisal. You hosted not this year, but last year for a bunch of people to come and do linear appraisal, and yeah. I went and watched his breeder and kind of figured it out and. When she came out to get a praise, I was like, oh, man. I'm like, this girl's this girl's stunning. And I've seen her at shows, but she looked particularly well that day. And I think she scored pretty well that day, too. She did. Yeah. So, um, but no, she's... If I were to get Alpines, I'd be like, I need to get a Chibani daughter and then some Redwood Hills buck to mix in there and we'll be good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a pretty girl. And uh, she's... She's, yeah, she's definitely one of the ones that helped me switch to the Alpines. Um, she's one of those fun and, goats, too, you know, where she walks in the show ring and, you know, she takes charge. She walks. She knows. She knows her job. She knows look pretty. She's one of those fun yeah. goats to show. Yeah. And when I first saw that you had Alpines, I was a little bit shocked because I remember being 10 years old, visiting your guys' small house up on uh tower hill road in 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 millbrook and in your garage there was a bunch of nubians in there it was like (laughs) where these guys come from (laughs) yep and i remember your mom yelling at me don't touch the buck Uh, all right right." fair warning (laughs) and now he has two of his own two bucks yeah now we just got to get you, uh, I'm going to have to gift you an overhosley or something, and then you can really fall in love with them. I don't know if I can do three breeds. <laughs> I will say it is, in the show ring, that is a little challenging. It's a lot. Yeah. It is. Yep. Um, so, how many are you guys milking now? So, we are milking 20 this year, and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to make the jump up to 30 for next year. Which, which is a big task. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, See, that's, that's kind of in contrast. Now, I'm going back to the old farm, uh, goat farmer thing here. That's a contrast to what a lot of people think of when they think about a dairy, you know, is, so you, you've got 20 to 30 now, Right. Right. See, I, I remember again back back when people thought you had to do to do a dairy, you had to have you know forty to sixty. Right. And I know of one other other herd up near Syracuse that for years was doing quite well. They did a they had a small uh, cheese market that they sold to. Um, and again, they were a twenty to thirty animal herd. So to me, this is just kind of like, wow, wow. Now, do you? Uh, you're obviously looking for your does to 
to produce a certain amount, right? Right. Or do you just um, is is there a cutoff or or I don't know if that's really a fair question. Uh, how do you decide which ones stay and which ones go for you? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a that's a hard decision, but um, yeah, we we do take into consideration the amount of milk they make. Uh, we also take into consideration their genetic lines. Uh, we're trying to build a strong, healthy, productive herd. Uh, for the creamery, for the for the cheese operation, but also because we like to to show. Right, right. So we take all of those factors into consideration. And on an average year, what would you say you you guys? Because everybody calls. What like how many do you think you call a year to make room for the young up and comers? Um. Well, really, not not many from from yeah. our milking string um mm-hmm. because we we are trying to grow a little bit each year um right. so we are kind of just adding in at this point um if there's ones that that need to retire uh maybe you know it's been a handful um mm-hmm. and they're generally animals that can become a companion for a horse somewhere or um you know just join a pet home we try to find places like that for for the retired goats. Um, our mm-hmm. our goats, I get pretty pretty attached to them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So don't don't we all? They're you know they're production animals. They're they're working animals for our creamery, but um, but they're also like family to us. I think that's one of the advantages of keeping it small. Yeah. Um, and that's. That's huge. I'm sh- sure there are other other advantages. Now, okay, I gotta ask. Like, I uh, as I've mentioned, this all from years years back when we were all little kids. There are still people who had the pipe dream of get, getting a milking dairy. You know, they've got their twenty to thirty goats, and, and you know, we have. Over Hosley's, obviously, John and I have over Hosley's. <laughs> but, you know, I will tell you, my wife and I, we have this annual problem of, you know, we we have, like, we milked eight, eight does this year, and we were having, you know, four gallons of milking um, right. to do something with. When you can only put... You can go through a, a gallon of house milk so fast. Right. And so she, she starts, you know, trying to make cheese for us. And next thing we know, um, half the refrigerator has cheese in it. And she did do some really cool Parmesan and cheddars with it, which yeah. are, you know, you've got to throw to the back of the fridge for a year almost. Yeah. yeah. And you can only do that so much before you start going, what am I going to do with all this milk? And that's where I think a lot of uh, goat breeders and owners go, oh, I'll start a dairy. I'll get into a dairy. <laughs> right. You know, so <laughs> I guess the question is, um, you know, how, you, you, you're, in, you're also in the state of New York who really is not the easiest place 
to start a, a milking dairy, let alone a raw milk dairy. <laughs> How'd you do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's plenty of hoops to jump through. Um, and uh, yeah, for, for the raw milk dairy. But once you get started um, and you have the setup and the equipment and the, the capability to do it, it's not too bad. Um, as long as you, you cooperate with Department of Ag and Markets and, and know what they need from you. We have a great relationship with them and don't really have too many problems. There's, you know, there's hoops to jump through, and I don't think the state of New York is really that thrilled about raw milk, but they, they monitor right. it and they allow us to do it. So... <laughs> Now, did you have to build a new barn? Or? Um, so we, we've just done a lot of modifications. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess because, you know, I think about how I, I go back to, you know, you're getting seen, you know, in the 80s and goat shows were, were almost, uh, they were fun, but they were almost comical. You know, people coming in and, and beat up old jalopies and, and if they had a trailer, it was converted from a a uh, camper that was retrofitted into a goat trailer. Yeah. Um, and you know, many goat barns were, um, you know, an old carriage barn, or, and um, you know, in fact, mine is an old sawmill, um, and um, and. People, you know, people like me, not, not me specifically, but people like me who have an old barn like that, they, that's when they get the idea, oh, I'll, I'll get a milking dairy. And then they have to, they pull out these, <clears throat> sorry, these $90,000 plans for the new barn. And uh, I think that's probably one of the things where that gets them. I'm wondering, did you have an old dairy barn? So it is, it's an old, or... it's an old uh, cow dairy barn. And okay. So that was, yeah, we've just over time been modifying it. Um, when we started the dairy, um, there was a, a goat dairy up in Vermont that was selling out and they had the parlor. They had the, the okay. stanchions to set up. Uh, and they were selling it. So we went up to Vermont, got that, kind of put the piece things together, made it work in our space, and just have been slowly over time doing little changes to make everything work. And you, your parlor is pretty neat because, <clears throat> first of all, I don't even, it, I mean, it's a parlor, obviously, but you walk in the barn and there it is. Right. And um, it's cool because you have, the uh, free stall in the back and then it has a door that opens up and it's raised up. The parlor is raised up right. uh, for the stanchions and they come in and it milks 10 at a right. time. Yep. Right. And um, it's cool. Cause it, it just goes right through and the milk line goes right into the next room uh, where your tank is. Yep. Uh, and it's just, it's just a really cool system. Um, we, we tried to streamline it as much as possible <laughs> to make right. it as and easy. So the goats can come right in from their pen, um, up a ramp, mm -hmm. get milk, and then go down a ramp right, at, right back out into the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, now, I've seen 
um, people that, you know, it sounds like obviously you're expanding and if you're milking 40, it's just a, a turn of, of, uh, four phases of goats being milked, you know, it's not right. a huge endeavor. If you guys get bigger, are you going to try to do like a double side or are you going to just stick with the 10? Um, well, that's a couple years down the road. <laughs> 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 we'll, uh, we'll see. We, that's a possibility. Um, but yeah. for right now, our system works pretty good. So we're, we're making the jump this year from two rounds to three rounds. We'll see how that goes and mm-hmm. <laughs> go from there. <laughs> and how long, how long would you say it takes for each uh, milking session? Um, it takes uh, maybe like 15 minutes or so. We can milk um, two at a time while we, mm-hmm. while we have the 10 up there. So um, it's, a, it's not bad. You're, you're milking just as long as I yeah, am. It's... And I'm only, and I'm only <laughs> hand milking. I only hand milked six this year. Okay. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the 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 milk, the automatic milkers, and the pipeline really help streamline things. Yeah, for sure. For it's sure. nice not to handle um, the milk and yeah. Yeah. So, so you mentioned uh, your husband Brendan. He's really into the cheeses. Yeah. Uh, how many? And by the way, if anybody ever visits the farm, there is some amazing cheeses being sold. <laughs> Actually in your sister's store right on the property. Right. Yep. So it, it's, it's awesome. Cause you can come see the goats and then buy some cheese and milk. Well, um, but... wait, let's take a second. What, what are the products that you are selling there? Uh, yeah. So we do make a couple of different kinds of cheeses. Um, we make a, a fresh chev, um, and I f- very popular. Yeah, gotta make that. Uh, and then we also make a fresh goat milk feta, which, which is delicious. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. That one has been quite popular. We, we can't quite keep up with that. Um, and it's a, it's a fresh feta, so we don't um, store it in a brine. So it's a little bit less salty, uh, good okay. for salads over vegetables, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we do make a uh, raw milk aged cheese. Um, however, we are currently out of that and <laughs> what is it uh so it's a uh we call it the augie um it's a hard cheese it's aged uh we usually try to age it about three months um okay and we actually haven't been able to make any this year uh with the the change uh in demand due to the pandemic we have been just keeping up with fresh cheeses this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you go where the market's are. Right. Right. Um, so hopefully we're hoping to get back into that, uh, next year. You forgot the cheese curds. Um, so, well, and then oh. we make a, a goat milk yogurt. Um, awesome. we call it just plain yogurt because it's just milk and culture. We don't, um, add any thickeners or sweeteners or anything to it. Um, and that's, that's it for the, um, for the goat milk, but we well don't you don't you do so, cheese curds too, or yeah, is that cow so milk? So we also bring in milk from a couple local cow dairies, and uh, okay. with that we make cheese curds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like I'm opening up my fridge looking for my I was cheese curds. Say, John, so you had some recently. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now, have you they thought so about making? Take time to look at the bag. Have, have you thought about making uh, the? Cheese curds with the goat milk? Uh, yeah, we have. Um, cheese curds, uh, 
is we, we need more milk, I guess, of what okay, it comes down yeah. to. <laughs> um, so that's why we're working on, on building up the, the goat herd. But um, in the meantime, we use, we use cow milk to supplement. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. good that you're using local, locally sourced cow milk at that. I mean, that gives us right. uh, yep. something for the cow dairies to send the milk to. It may not be much, but it gives them someplace to send it. Right. Yep. So one of the, one of the dairies just down the road, um, because of the change of demand with, with COVID and everything this year, he's had a little bit of surplus milk. Um, so we have been able to take some from him. You know, we're, we're small. We're a very small operation. So for a cow dairy, the amount of milk we can take is kind of minimal. But, you know, any, mm-hmm. any surplus milk that can still be used is, is good. Well, now, last time I was at your farm, uh, your mom and dad have a couple of jerseys yep. that they're, and they're building a new barn for them with a parlor. Is that the plan for that? Is so that way you always have some cow milk to use for uh, cheeses? That that will be part of it, but uh, their main focus with the jerseys is going to be selling raw milk. So, okay. so pretty soon we'll have some raw jersey milk. Some competition to, to be able to sell. <laughs> <laughs> some some family yeah. competition. Now, <laughs> yep. now, now I got a question for you. I, I I think I know the answer because it's why we you know champion raw milk in our family um but you know other people out there may not um why raw milk why not pasteurized milk um so yeah there's there is a pretty big demand for for raw milk in the area um and uh you know for us we we started with the raw milk right when we started uh the cheese and Okay. It was kind of like, um, you know, if we didn't, if we weren't able to make, you know, cheese or something, we we could sell the milk. Um, you know, it's you know less processing, less handling. We can get it, get it right to the consumer. Um, but the the demand for it has been unbelievable. <laughs> um, we can't quite keep up with it. Uh, and sometimes we have to say no. No, we're keeping this milk for cheese. <laughs> we we got to make it out of cheese here. <laughs> So yeah. um, the the demand for it's been uh, that and the cheese has been greater than we would have thought. Yeah, every time I'm there, you guys only have like maybe a couple gal or half gallons right. left, you know. Right. And yeah, I'm like, geez, but <laughs> I mean, we we go there, and now that I have goats, because when we used to go uh, before goats, I'd be like, all right, need some raw milk and need some cheese. Now. Now mainly we go and spend sixty dollars worth of cheese <laughs> and put some in the freezer. He's got his own source of raw milk. Yeah. Well. So, uh, but uh, speaking of the cheeses, um, and I was trying to get to this earlier with Brendan because you said he's the cheese guy. You know, he's the one that really uh, takes that on. Um, is how many hours do you, would you say he's spending, or you guys both are spending in the? Uh, cheese room making all your cheeses yeah so that's um that's evolved over the years too uh so when we first started mm-hmm. um we we were making cheese whenever we could um uh, he he still works full-time off the farm and um mm-hmm. when we okay. started i was working four days a week off the farm 
Um, and as we've been growing, um, I went down to two days a week off the farm. So I'm mm-hmm. now I'm the one that's kind of there for most of the days. Uh, and we make, um, we make about three batches of cheese or yogurt a week. Um, usually mm-hmm. a couple of batches of the, of the goat cheeses. Um, and then we try to bring in some cow milk once, twice a week, depending on what the, what the dairy needs, what the dairy has. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, we're, we're in that cheese room quite a bit. <laughs> I think I might spend more time in my barn in my cheese room than I do in my home. <laughs> but that's okay. That's not a so bad thing. That's someday. okay. Yep. I don't mind. <clears throat> yep. So you walk on the property, right? And there's the Locust Hill uh, market where your sister runs that and her and her husband sell their beef, Right. right? And a bunch of other farm products from other farms nearby and your farm products. Um, and how did, how did that alliance get together with the Harlem Valley? Oh, yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we're in uh, the Harlem Valley Farm and Food Alliance. Um, and that is a group of uh, young or new farmers um, in the area that we just got together one night having some pizza drinks and said (laughs) you know let's you know form a group we kind of do this unofficially anyway let's form a group see how uh we can bounce ideas off each other uh we can do Mm -hmm. bulk buying together we can support each other do a lot more marketing advertising together um right and uh kind of took off from there so it's uh it's a group with, um, so us, Locust Hill Market, Sukup Farms, uh, they do maple syrup, uh, JSK, uh, they do uh, beef, mostly beef, uh, they do um, other meats, um, uh, Brook mm-hmm. Bee Farm, a raw milk cow dairy, and um, the Harlem Valley Homestead. Yeah, so you guys, it's, it's very unique to see a bunch of young farmers come together like that. First of all, it's unique to see young farmers, right. period. <laughs> yeah. you, you just, you just don't yeah. see that these days. And then to have a group come together and say, Hey, this, we're in an area where this could be really marketable and you guys went with it. I mean, that's, that's really unique and cool. Yeah. Um, we're, we're so. lucky in this area in that way too, that we have other people, other farmers going through similar things right around us. We were like, we got, mm-hmm. we got to bond together. <laughs> we do. And I say we do. You know, it's, it's, yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm actually on the uh, Harlem Valley uh, Food, uh, Farm and Food Alliance uh, website, uh, you know, and it's just that. It's Harlem Valley Farm and Food Alliance.com. Just give a little plug there. We're not, a, <laughs> we're not ashamed of shameless plugs, okay? All right. Um, and uh, I, I, you go through, and there's an events page, and um, there's you know, there's a homepage, food availability, where there's uh, links to uh, to the web pages of the farms that which are involved, including yours. Yep. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, a great website. I'm just happy to see uh, the farms working, as you said, working together. Um, you know, a, not quite a co-op, but um, just, you know, it is a co-op of sorts. Right. But it's, yeah. um, you know, I... Uh, it's awesome. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm, as I'm going through this page, it's it's a really great idea. And um, again, if anybody in the in the New York, uh, uh, anywhere, New York, even if you're in Washington State, should check this out because it's really a great idea. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, wow. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. All right, Nate, we'll let you do your, your buy. I, I, I'll, be, I'll, be, uh, I'll be busy for a moment. <laughs> so the cool thing is you guys also do uh, periodically throughout the year, you'll do uh, farm tours where you'll go, you'll have a tour for anybody to join to go from farm to farm, uh, looking at these different facilities. Uh, what are the what are the main stresses when you do something like that with the public? Yeah, that's a lot of logistics. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but that was one of the the first ideas we had as a uh, as an alliance that we we really wanted to put these tours together. Um, and mm-hmm. at first, we were thinking something like a bus tour where we would bus people around, um, but with the logistics of that, we decided it would be better if it was a self-guided tour. Um, and so what we do right. is we throw the events, um, you know, all on the same day. And we kind of have different different activities or events going on at each farm. Um, we've had food trucks at our farm in the past. We've had uh, um, an oxen demonstration. Um We've had, yeah, oh, that's so we've cool. had uh, different, different attractions. We have different, different ones at each farm so that people want to go around and see what's going on. Um, and then, and then having mm-hmm. the farms open to the public and, um, it's just a great, it's a great educational opportunity, um, to, we, us and Brookby have done milking demonstrations. People can come in and see how the goats are milked, see how the cows are milked. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people have never seen it, um, Oh, yeah. well, and let's face it, your market is mainly weekend goers from New York City, so they right. definitely don't see that. Right. Kind of oh, stuff, yeah, you know? yeah. And we've had people travel. You know, we had one lady that came uh, to one of our farm days. She was she came from Albany. She just said she loves goats. Really? And she just wanted to see goats. Oh, cool. And I was like, that's great. That's awesome. You came from Albany. <laughs> that's great. And <laughs> uh, so, the neat thing, by the way, about these farm do- things i just saw the bundles oh yeah you do a bundle yep. <laughs> and john have you heard about this you gotta you gotta I get on on one of these i haven't but, but pitch it to okay me. here's the one thing so, <laughs> i just clicked on the, the spring farm day bundle john for 75 dollars okay. yes there's a fee 75 dollars you get from rookby dairies a rascal and goliath hard cheeses Okay, you get a hyssop peach jam from Harlem Valley Homestead. You get a wedge of Augie cheese, she mentioned, and a chevrolet. Um, you get a package of grass-fed beef short ribs, a London broil along with a cooking guide and a jar of JSK steak seasoning. You get uh, <laughs> there's a certificate for a tour 
and uh, tasting for one to eight people and a free gift at the tasting from a Shady Knoll Orchards and Distillery. And then um, from Sukup Farms, a small barrel of aged syrup. Um, it's like, wow, that's a, that's yes. like, if you were to buy that, it wouldn't be $75. You couldn't, I mean, it'd be a hundred <laughs> something. Uh, hey, hey, Caitlin, uh, go ahead and uh, make sure you tell the uh, other farmers to uh, send send the check to my PO box right? for that for that advertising. Yeah, no, but, I mean this was the one back back in March, and but it's it's and you can there's a you know go to purchase button right on the website. By the way, um, if you're in the area again, so these, shameless right, plug. So get it. I'm sorry. I love I love it. plugging local businesses. Okay. Yeah. Um, now I, I do have a question. Do you, you or any of the members ship? Um, we do not. That you know of. Uh, I believe it's possible. Um, I'm not sure if JSK uh, and. Sukups, um, they they do more of that. They also do um, different pickup locations, um, and they also go to a lot of different events around. Okay. Um, so their products are available in those ways. But but this Nate, ne- next time you come, you can just say, "Hey, I'm coming this day to your house, John, and I can go <laughs> and get you some cheeses." <laughs> that yeah. may happen. Yeah. I mean, we have a, we have a little girl. We have to come visit. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, no, no, but this so, is just a great idea. That I just, I, you know, I think, okay, um, just, you know, the agricultural person in me just says, you know, we, we need to be, we, farmers, need to be working together rather than against each other. And this is, to me, a perfect example of it. And that's my mind is just like excited, <laughs> you know, seeing that it's happening and it and it looks to be quite successful. Um, well, so Nate, you and I have because we're going to shift back towards going. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I digress. Um, you and I have have joked around saying we're going to start a an Oberhasley stud farm because we have all these bucks, yes. right? And we're saying, you know, somebody could have the doe barn and somebody could have the buck barn. Well, somebody happens to have their own little stud farm going on on their farm. Last time I went, how many bucks did you have there, Kate? Uh-oh. I, I like the bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was, I mean, everywhere I looked, I was like, oh, there's buck. Okay. All right. He's in here. Uh, oh, there's there's this guy. All right, and then we're walking down, and I'm like, oh, there's this little guy. And then we walk outside, and we're all just dabbing away. And I look, and there's like two or three more bucks out in the buck pen. And I was like, I'm like, gee, yeah. there's creepers. Yeah. Now, I, do you, you buck, you know, I I know you you want them to have the dairy, and you want to have the show quality. Oh, you ever uh, uh, start thinking you're gonna call base or? Or select your buck based on personality. Uh, well, we probably won't select based on personality, <laughs> but it does help. It does. It does. Yeah, I, we uh, have this one buck, uh, our our big alpine buck. Uh, he he's right in the front pen 
when people come up to the barn and uh he interacts mm-hmm. with every person that comes in. We had a grain delivery the other day. The guy was coming. He backed up to our silo, and I walk out of the barn, and there he is taking a, a video <laughs> of this buck sitting <laughs> out the window because he's just so charismatic, and everyone who comes to the barn just says, oh, I just have to get a picture. <laughs> he does the barn greater. Yes, yep. <laughs> you, have to, you, have to have, you have to have a sign that says, we, Yeah, we do give touch. people a little warning of, you know. Maybe you don't want to pet that one <laughs> in the fall. <laughs> and the cool thing is you have your herd there, but you also are generous enough to have, again, our cousin Faith, her, her yeah. milkers there too. Um, they're, oh. not, they're not part of your milk string. They're well, totally yeah. separate. Um, you know, they milk them themselves, but. You're, I mean, that's that's a that's pen space that you're giving up, and I mean, that's a very generous thing to <laughs> yep, do. Yep, they're there too. They have a they have a couple goats there. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a few. <laughs> and the cool thing is, so Nate, uh, AKM Farm is your mom's right herd, and that started out your herd, but it also started yep. out Faith's herd. <laughs> Which is yeah, which is yeah. cool. So I mean, it's it's gone through the generations here, where you know your mom's herd is part of somewhere way back in the pedigree yep. by now for yours. Yeah, I'm sure. absolutely. Uh, it's funny how <laughs> it is yeah, part when, of it. When I was born, my parents had sheep, a um, bunch of sheep, and when mm-hmm. I was little, I just kept saying, "I want to go, I want to go." My dad's like, "You have all these sheep. Why do you need a goat?" You know, and I'm like, eh, "You know, the sheep they're okay. I want to go." <laughs> And so finally for my 10th <laughs> birthday, they brought me over to uh, Esther Ottaway, who I know a lot of people have got their first goat from, and I uh, picked out a little doe, brought her home, and started all of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys you guys have always had the quite the menagerie. You yep. had your sheep. I, I vaguely remember them. Yeah. Um, the goats. And then the pigs, you guys had a place up on yeah, the hill that's called right. the Pig Palace. <laughs> Did all pig 4-H growing up. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And you, you didn't, did you, when you were doing 4-H, did you do um, the goats yeah. or no? Yep, we we did. Um, we were, I was in the Country Kids was our club name. And um, it was, okay. it was mm-hmm. a general livestock club, but we focused mostly on the goats. Yeah. Okay. The, the club yeah. focused and... mostly on the goats, or you specifically? <laughs> well, my leader had a herd of goats, <laughs> and I had goats, um, and then we had uh, okay. a couple kids who did uh-huh. stuff. So we called it a general livestock, but we we all focused okay. on the goats because they're the best. <laughs> they're, they're what? They're what? They're what we all know they're the best. <laughs> and... <laughs> Why would you want to do anything else? Come on. Nothing against people well, who are doing the... anything else. Right. <laughs> so, and the fun thing is now that I've gotten into it, I've it, it's it's really awesome to go to Dutchess County Fair and see family, family, and then friends everywhere uh, doing everything with their with their animals. I mean, you guys with your goats, uh, your little nephew with his yeah. his steers that he brings, um, and it's it's really cool to see as. Because I remember going to Dutchess County Fair as just a regular city <laughs> slicker, I guess you would call, even though I wasn't. I've always been a woodchuck. 
and uh <laughs> and and going and watching you guys show I'm like, man this is really cool i really like this and then now being able to do it it's like right total 180 yeah so uh no it's and you've guided me with quite a bit you know if i ever have any questions i've you always answer them so yeah, it's, it's, it's really it's, cool it's a whole um, family affair even family friends family yeah. everyone it's nice to be able to do it together Oh yeah, it's it, and I mean my first time showing, you know, I'm sitting there showing, showing my goats, and then we were done, and you're like, "Hey, John, come here, hold this goat." I'm like, "Go, start running over there." And welcome to the chaos of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Helps me work on my showmanship real quick. Yep. <laughs> Especially showing multiple breeds. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can do Nigerians. I can do Oberhasli. I can do the big old Alpines and Nubians <laughs> now. I'm set. The best is being dragged around by yeah. the Nubians, so that's real fun. <laughs> Wait, you haven't given him a Nubian kid to show? No, I don't think so. Oh, that's a new level of torture. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's a new experience. <laughs> an an, un, an untrained <laughs> Nubian kid. You know, what about, you know, oh, say four or five months old? <laughs> Big enough to be in trouble. And <laughs> Listen, that is nothing compared to Tierney's first Nigerian kids, which she quote unquote worked on. She's going to listen to this, but quote unquote worked on. And and you watched it and you were laughing right alongside the ring, Caitlin, where here she is because Nigerians are, t- are tough. Or me dragging them. <laughs> oh, there they are. And even now, I'll, I'll be, I work with these goats every day. And even now, I'm like, okay, let's see if, you know, I can get you set up to get a nice picture of you. <laughs> nope. All right. Well, back in the barn you go. This crappy picture on the site is what you got. <laughs> it's just, so, I mean, I, I kind of like the Alpines. If if I were to try to add any sort sort of body capacity or length, that's I would add in an experimental with with Alpine in there and then bring yeah. back up to Oberhasley. Yeah. And we've seen it done, Nate, and it it works. It, it does. You just have to be careful of you know. See, the advantages she has with the Alpines and the Nubians is you know, she gets a big old white splash on the side. Ooh, pretty. We'll call that one Oreo, <laughs> or 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 we'll call her Belton yep. or Gay, yep. uh, Galloway girl. And uh, Oberhasli, if you get a big old white splash on the side, you know from the Alpine throwback. And yeah, you call you call that you call that dinner. Uh, well, that or you you freshen <laughs> it out and see if that's a new uh, direction you're heading. Um, mm. uh, now I have a question. Yeah. Way back at the beginning, you mentioned that you were milking till December. Yes. What happens in December and January to your market? Uh yeah, so that's when we focus more on bringing in the cow milk. Um, okay. the the goats get a rest, um about two month dry period, uh, before they're ready to freshen again in in February. Um and we focus on the cow milk cheeses, and unfortunately, the goat raw milk is just on hold until the spring. Now, mm-hmm. now, and then do you, what do you do with the kids? 
you know, for us, we don't get the excess uh, milk for for our own use or or cheese, you know, personal use cheese milk here until we start selling it off some of the kid goats after the freshening. Right. Um, do you put them on to powdered milk? Do you, what do you? Oh, this system <laughs> is amazing. Yep, Go ahead, that's a good I love this system. Uh, we do. We switch them over to uh, milk replacer. And um, okay. we have a, it's called the BioLactech. Uh, and uh, it is a little machine we call the robot. Uh, and it mixes the powdered milk with warm water on demand. And so we train the kids to go there to drink. And um, as they drink, it mixes new milk. And it only mixes like okay. about a cup at a time. So it's okay. an automatic Okay, that's pretty machine. cool. But you have to have that plumbed so, into a warm, cold water line. Yep. Well, cold okay. water line, and it heats it heats the water in the machine. Oh, it heats uh, the yep, water on demand. Ooh. Yep. And so, what is that called again? So that our really listeners cool. can go Google. Yeah, it's the, it's called the the BioLactech. BioLactech. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so you you think that I'm like crazy Nate with how long I feed. Oh, you are totally crazy. Milk. <laughs> Totally crazy. So, I think I weaned mine after I, you did yours. You should see the size of the kids with what Caitlin's doing with, <laughs> with this robot. They grow These up. kids, they're oh, monsters. Believe, oh, yeah. No, I believe it. They're like damn raised kids with this thing because they're just huge. They drink when they want. They just walk up to it and drink and walk away and then walk up to it and drink. And these kids are massive and, and gorgeous they kids well massive <laughs> yeah yeah your kid your kid pen from this year they look like they a bunch of yearlings the size of the yearlings, actually <laughs> yeah yeah we, we were a little nervous with it at first uh you know would they overeat would they grow well would they uh be friendly enough uh so there were plenty of concerns with it um but we just said let's give it a try and Good decision. Very good decision. <laughs> now, so, so that's yeah. one of those, the best choices you made for the year. Now, it, yeah, yeah. So, is that uh, new? Well, no, this is, we've used it for, I think, three years now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I was lucky I got the, the uh, consolation prize of looking at this awesome robot. And then I got all the land <laughs> bars right. that she doesn't use anymore. Yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah, that was, this was we perfect. Like, this thing's working out well. Here, Don, you want these? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I haven't mastered the land bar. I, uh, I regretfully, I just keep losing track of time. And I'll get them on colostrum. I'm like, oh, then I'll give them their first bottle. And then I'll get them on the land bar. And then somehow the land bar just doesn't happen. And then at like a week and a half, two weeks old, I'm like, all right, let's 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 get them on this. And they just <laughs> so John, how many? I'm like, John, oh. how many does are you freshening out? This year? Four. Four. And, and so if you have twins, that's going to be eight kid goats. Oh, you might get on the land bar. Yeah. You might. Yeah. It's, well, we did a cool thing with the Nigerians where Tierney had this like little, uh, I guess, little basket that just fit bottles in it. Perfect. So you would just hold the little basket and the Nigerians would go to town and it was great. Cause there was a million of them. 
because they reproduce like rabbits. I think we had eight, eight Nigerian, no, oh, wow. six Nigerian kids out of two does. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it worked perfectly with the Oberhasli. It's just, they're so gentle on the bottle that it's not really a problem to, you know, feed two at a time. But this year, Lambar is <laughs> happening, especially now that, especially now that we have the baby where we can't like, just fuss around right. with kids for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but give it a year or two, Alice will be a good baby feeder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. And... <laughs> yeah. She'll be getting You'll knocked be back over to the by bottle. the goats. The oh, oh, she'll get a good education. <laughs> She's got so many people who want to have her help. I mean, now she'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many people have called dibs on that poor little girl already for shows <laughs> to help them show? Oh, she, <laughs> she doesn't even know it yet. She's sitting there all content right now, sleeping. She has no idea that there's like four people that are like, yeah, show, I want her to help me. <laughs> oh, she's going to get a great education. You, you're going to be like, in 15 years, you're going to be sitting there inside and me. Yeah, Alice is showing. <laughs> yep. And hopefully she falls in love with the Oberhasleys <laughs> more than the yeah. Nigerians. No, it's going to be La Mancha. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. She'll pick her own dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> she probably will. <laughs> I'm just going to get a hat. It's going to have the word Golden Guernsey <laughs> in it, and that's it. <laughs> oh, she picked Golden Guernsey. That's what she's getting. <laughs> well, you see, now my cousin would be happy with that. Um, so... so now you said that you don't want to show three breeds, but if you had to add another breed to your to your barn, hmm. what would it be? <laughs> I think it would be Tagenberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? They're cute. I like the looks of <laughs> I've always too. liked the Tagenbergs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they're they they are the classic dairy go. Yeah. 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 When yeah. when they produced in the movie, this is really old. Heidi. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not familiar. You don't know <laughs> Heidi? <laughs> no. Caitlin, do you? No, of it. <laughs> By the way, it is like a, a really old movie. But they didn't choose a son well, and they didn't choose an alpine. So. They chose a Toggenberg. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I just I like the Toggenbergs yeah. for that nice pink utter. You know, when when it's it's show shaved, and first of all, when a when a Tagenberg is show shaved, I think is when they look their best. Their their hair is. <laughs> I, I don't know but the the pink the, the pink udder. I really I'm, I'm I, I think uh, <laughs> you know Justin Lesniak had this Tag buck that was uh, gorgeous with just long four inch long hair. Oh yeah, and that gorgeous buck. And uh, he was gorgeous then, but then, yeah, so he shaved him for the Ultimate Buck Show. And I think he finished in three rings. Um, wow. And it, yeah, the, and Talkingbird bucks are huge. They can I be. I never realized how big they are. Oh, my goodness. What was it? Uh, Ultimate? Yeah. Not this year, obviously, but last year. Was that? No, was no. That was, I think, Michael Covey's buck. The year oh, before, right. the he's, big hot dog buck was Lesniak buck, and that was Big Ben. Oh. And and, oh, yeah. and I think that's the thing about togs is, is you get a, a really nice tog buck of dough, and it's 
probably the sharpest thing in the show ring. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I do think they, they had a, Donna a... Pierce's, Lesniak said Donna Pierce's uh, Timeless. And she was a beautiful doe. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you get some, some really nice togs, and they're just probably one of the sharpest things in the show ring, in my opinion. Um, I was kind of hoping she would say overhossley. So this spring, if I had an extra overhossley dough kid, I was just going to drop it off in a pen. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw that one coming. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no. That was a leading question. <laughs> I mean, I mean. It was. It really I was. <laughs> I mean, I get I get it. There's a lot of overhossley competition, yeah. especially at Dutchess <laughs> County Fair. Um, <laughs> it's. It's funny. So you go to you go to Dutchess County Fair and you think you have like all breeds represented, but it's literally a half, half of the barns filled with Oberhasley and the other half is split with Nubian, Alpine <laughs> and Tog. And then the 4-H barn will have like maybe a couple uh Nigerians, maybe a couple Sonics and that's it. And but it's <laughs> I, well, the two years that we've shown there, there wasn't oh, really? any Clamanches. No, but because I don't think, yeah, Lynn well, didn't see, go. I don't think down right? there. You had Lynn down in that area years ago. Now this mm-hmm. is, you know, showing my age. There was Little Rainbow, Barbreed. Um, she had some Lamanche, but mm. she also had Togs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she had some pretty, really nice Togs. She'd show up against Alan Bitter, and and hold her own down there. And her, her bloodlines are still kind of making the rounds through uh, AI. Um, and, but you also had, um, you know, down state there, you also had the Sunkiss herd, which, yeah. you know, you know yeah. Eleanor Ryder with the Togs. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you, you had some really good bloodlines down there in the, the vicinity um, so, you know, I, I'm not surprised that you have Togs down there or the La Manchas between Lynn and Barb. Um, and yeah, um, but for the Oberhuslers, the Oberhuslers in our county fair were also the, um, two years ago, we were the only Oberhuslers. This year, there were probably about a third of the show was Oberhusley. Well, you better stop selling overhouse again. I need a bigger barn, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want I want to wrap it up with this this question. You know, you you do you do the dairy, obviously, and you're pretty successful. You do show, and you guys do a really good job showing. This year, with with kidding season coming up in February for you, what's your most excited and anticipated breeding for Ooh. this coming year? Um. We have a couple. <laughs> um, I've got uh, a couple of uh, AIs we did this year. I'm really excited about. Uh, I have my uh, Nubian Doe Velvet, um, and we bred her AI. Um, and I am really hoping for girls since she has given me twin bucks for the last several years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, are there plans on if you get the bucks? Do we get the oh? Uh, <laughs> if you get the if box. you get the box, do you? Um, well, 
the last couple of years they've gone um, as pet homes. <laughs> uh, so we okay, haven't found okay. the new ones as breeding bugs, but we're we're hoping for doe kids this year. Twin does. <laughs> Think pink. Think twin does. That's twin, right. Twin yep. does. One for you, one for your mom. Yep. We'll be thinking okay. for it. Not a bad problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, everybody tries to get those doe kids. I know I have all four does are better give me doe kids or they're gone. No, I'm just kidding. But, but we could really use some doe kids yeah. this year, especially yeah. with my new books. So I totally get that. Um, Nate, do you have anything else well, to I add? Well, I just want to thank her for, for coming on. I know that, you know, for decades, there have been people who, who have thought about trying to get into doing a milk da- milking dairy. Um and maybe we shed a little bit of light on how you did it, how at least your experiences with it. Um, and I, I really want to just thank you. Uh, it was an enjoyable um, experience for me. So, yeah. No, thank you yeah, for thank coming out. having me. This was fun. Yep. And uh, thanks for, thanks for yes. you know, Nate's uh, plug there. I'll just uh, be looking in the um, mail. And, so. and, and again, by the way, you know, again, more shameless plug here. <laughs> Uh, website is the Hoofprint <laughs> Cheese Company dot com. You're in Millbrook, New York. Right. Um, look them up mm-hmm. for cheeses, raw milk, Nubians, and Alpine. Right. <laughs> Thank you. And and com- and competitive ones. At that. Yes. So, uh, Caitlin, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, it was for great. Thank us. you for having as me. much fun as we did. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, this has been another episode of Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John, and that's Nate. Y'all have a great day. Mm-hmm.